This is a story from the Lincolnshire coast in 1958. The story is called Spike and the Duck, D-U-K-W. In the late 1950s, a Royal Naval frigate paid a courtesy call to Skegness on the Lincolnshire coast. That in itself was a miracle, as the North Sea off Skegness is quite dangerous to say the least. There are sandbanks extending for up to one or two miles off the town. The tide around that south part of the Lincolnshire coast is very strong as it curves around Gibraltar Point and surges into the wash. At the same time, simply because of those shallow waters and the fairly common easterly winds, the seas can be short and steep and relentless. In the 1970s, that same sea managed to destroy the Skegness Pier. Nuff said. It just happened that for a day or two the weather was fine and calm, sufficiently for this military vessel to risk anchoring on a lee shore and show the flag. I was never sure who they were showing the flag to, as it was not possible for local folk to visit the vessel, as they would do if it had been in a harbour such as at Boston. We did pay the ship a visit, though. We were Lieutenant Spike Jones's contingent of the CCF Naval Section from Boston Grammar School. A more motley collection you have to go far to find. Boys aged from 14 to 16 who had initially spent their compulsory one-year um, initial year in the army section of the school CCF and then moved on to the section of their choice. CCF, by the way, stands for Combined Cadet Force. We were quite a force, really, all three sections comprising about 200 boys who had all gone through their basic training and moved on. The basic training was much the same as that taken by those who had been compelled to join the armed forces a year or two earlier under the National Service Scheme. The naval section was my choice, boats and all things associated being my passion. In the naval section, once having joined, we had to begin to learn the Admiralty Manual of Seamanship and pass periodical examinations on everything therein just as if we were ratings in the Royal Navy itself. More of this story in the... Another story, RMS Queen Mary was put in peril. It's another Spike Jones story. For the sake of this story, we'll continue in Boston and the fact that Spike Jones, our commander, was commissioned into the Royal Navy and held the rank of lieutenant. He was also the popular and eccentric geography master at the school. Somehow or other, perhaps by a miracle, we'd managed, he'd managed for a contingent from his crew to visit this poor HM ship anchored at great risk off the coast of Skegness. It had to be quick, as at any time the weather could veer and the vessel would have to depart for its own safety. I think we must have gone to Skegness by bus. There were about 20 of us who could don our blue uniform sufficiently quickly and just go. Once at the seafront beyond Skegness Clock Tower, the HM frigate, for that is what she really was, appeared to be a dot on the horizon. 
given the tides and the fact that Skegness Beach is a mile or so deep at low water, that is, you have to walk almost a mile from the land to find the sea at its edge, it was a long way to go before we even reached the water. Spike had arranged transport for us to get out to the vessel. At this time, about 1958, not long after the Second World War, there were lots of different kinds of military equipment loitering around everywhere. On Skegness Beach, some enterprising family had bought some ex-US military ducks, D-U-K-Ws, American military amphibious vessels, <laughs> vehicles of a strange design. They were using these for giving holidaymakers rides up and down the beach, which, as I've explained, is very long in both directions. I'd never seen these Skegness ducks actually take to the water, but I suppose they should have been capable. Spike engaged a couple of them to take us out to the RN frigate. Perhaps you have never had reason to encounter a duck, but it is a peculiar arrangement between flat lorry and floating bathtub. It has holes everywhere and fancy notices telling the crew to put plugs in here and there when leaving the land and entering the water. We were endeavouring to not just take a little cruise close to the shore, but actually depart into serious deep water well offshore, where the tide rips were complicated and the waves not small. The frigate was perhaps two miles offshore at high water. A mile of that was the beach. Beyond the beach are rows of sandbars partly covered by the tide at different times. Between the sandbars are areas of deep water. Then when we eventually leave this, the water is really deep. We were going into all this. Perhaps it was good that these machines had wheels. That would help when we took the sand way out at sea. You'll have to imagine that you're taking a journey into rough offshore seas with breaking waves in a steel motorised bathtub with wheels. I do, I do not remember anything of life jackets or the like. If we did have them in the 1950s, they would have been those dreadful double-sided cork contraptions that you would see issued to the unfortunate passengers in the Titanic. There was no evidence of ship's boats from the frigate being ready for use or the captain's pinnace available for use to whisk the mayor of Skegness over for a visit. You see, at Skegness it was just the open beach and nothing else. If the mayor was to visit, then the captain's pinnace would have to run up, off, run up the shore and then be pushed off again at the mercy of the surf pounding the beach. You should be so lucky. For our motley crew, by the time we actually reached the said naval vessel, we'd experienced some really bouncy seas and water was slopping over the sides of those strange craft into the spaces that we all occupied. There was some small concern among the owners and crew of the ducks as I think this was the first time they had ever taken to real water. I don't know how much Spike had offered them to pay them to take us out there, but once they dropped us off, they returned to shore rapidly. Actually, it was a great experience. And as you can see, even after 64 years, I've not forgotten one detail. 
we actually spent about three or four hours on board. We had a quick trip around the frigate in small groups, and naturally we had some manual of seamanship testing while on board. Getting on and off the vessel demanded some physical agility, as we used boarding netting. You know, the kind of stuff you saw those chaps using in the films all about the Normandy invasion in 1944. Yep, just the same. And I guess the Maris Gegness would have had some difficulty in his robes. Once the visit was over, perhaps the frigate captain was concerned that he'd spent sufficient time anchored off a lee shore. Spike whistled up those two ducks once again, and we slithered down the nets and dis- departed for the beach. The sea was a trifle more agitated. Perhaps the tide had turned and the wind was pushing against it. We got a bit wetter, with the spray flying over those flat holes, and where those plugs kept pushing into the, <laughs> those plugs carefully pushed into the holes in the body, where directed were oozing. Altogether, a terrific day and all thanks to Spike Jones and his adventurous spirit. I think it's fair to say that Spike loved the challenge. Perhaps the poor forsaken frigate Mordos Kegnes in the open and exposed North Sea could, find, could not find any other folk daft enough to risk a visit. I'm pretty sure it was never tried again. This was probably the first and last time that Skegness was honoured with an official visit from a fighting vessel of the Royal Navy. There we are. Thank you for listening to our little story brought to you by Cracker Books, written and read by Keith Sanders. Now, if we can ask, if you like listening and looking at our stories that we put onto YouTube, perhaps you can give us a like. And then also you could subscribe to our channel. And then as soon as we produce something different, YouTube will let you know. It does help us because we can show YouTube that you like what we're doing. Finally, if you want to look at all the other publications produced by Cracker Books, then you can have a look at our website. It's www.crackerbooks.fr. Now, that's really easy to, to remember, isn't it? And on the website, you'll see links to all the different publications that we have produced. There are over 200 of these videos now. There are over 200 individual audio stories and there are 10 complete books. You can download any of these and all of them, if you like. Uh, They're quite free free of charge. You might have to paste and uh, copy and paste the links onto your own browser. But that's not difficult, is it? Is our second website this year because the previous uh, web host let us down. No, there we are then. Thank you for being with us. Don't forget www.crackerbooks.fr. Bye for now.